Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It is your kid XAB. It's your man, distinguished to God. God damn it, I'm so sorry, guys. We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know what the fuck that was. <laughs> what the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> That's the we back noise right he there. He said, twinkle, I mean? twinkle, little. Where my dog's at? <laughs> <laughs> um, Bro, do you have a... Uh, you, let me just... Oh, oh man. Oh, damn, man. Come on. Do you have one of those? You have first, an all-man moment for us? First and foremost, these next three all-mans is brought to you by the wonderful life in times of distinguished to God because it's about to get crazy <laughs> with these all-mans, bro. <laughs> the first all-man, all of us in New York City, throughout the Tri-State area, and all over the fucking world, wherever there are fire, uh, fireworks being sold, you know it was, a, it was very it was a it was a tumultuous night of bleeding eardrums all last night. The night wilding. before. I, first of all, shout out to my people in the Bronx. They were wilding. I was talking to a few of them today, bugging. In Queens, where I live, right on my block, wilding. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's, uh, it was way better than last year, though. Really? We had like two months of fireworks last You don't remember last year when they was just doing fireworks every day since You know, I do. Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. It was like Memorial Day started it off. Right, right. And they just kept going up until August. It might have yeah. been September. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's it, it was weird, man. Um, so the first all man, and what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm actually really making sure that I prioritize these all mans. Like I, I'm literally right. I write the all mans down because I don't know what's Spot. going on, man. Um, so yeah, so my first all man, this 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 was actually last week. I'm in the subway leaving work, and I see a big dude. Like he was bigger than Biggie Smalls. And uh, he's in a subway baby, station. Baby, yeah, he he was he was having a baby. Um, <laughs> so this nigga said, <laughs> "Oh God, oh God, forgive me." <laughs> uh, so he had a shirt on, bro, and his shirt said, "Um, Stan Clear, big dude chilling." I wanted to say, "Stan Clear, stop grilling." Stop eating whatever the fuck you eating, bro, because you need not have that shirt on. You look crazy, bro. Like, you should not be in the subway station with a shirt that says big dude here. 
stop uh um, uh chilling bro stop eating salmon burgers right 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 stop (laughs) eating them burgers stop eating them twinkies stop eating bro you body shaming bro no i'm just saying bro he looked like he needed help like i maybe he needed a good word you know um and you know one more all man uh in the big dude category so Coworker comes back from chips with a dip though. Oh uh, man, this one uh, right here was of, nasty. Part of the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. This one right here had all the fireworks, bro. <laughs> this about to get crazy. <laughs> this this is gonna be a soundbite. Going upstairs, work is done. <laughs> Me and my coworker is done. You know, we were going upstairs. I'm walking to the door to get into the locker room. My man burst out the locker room. Dick hanging out the bed. I'm sorry. Excuse me? I can't make this up, bro. I can't make this up. What are you talking about? I'm going upstairs to the locker room. My man bursts through the locker room door and says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Starts peeing and said, yo, when you get to my age, you can't hold it no more. My nigga pees in the fucking garbage pan. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga almost peed on me. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. That don't make no sense. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about, bro? I hey, swear to God. Hey. Almost ended my whole career over this shit. <laughs> Bro, I swear, bro, I never saw no shit like this in my life at work. My man's literally burst past me. Piss was on the door. Pee was on the floor. He took his penis, inserted it in the gray garbage pail, and started to pee. (laughs) And all he could say to me was, when you get to my age, man, you just can't hold it no more. I'm sorry, though. I'm like, nigga, I know you've done this before. You a motherfucking murderer. You you peeing bags all day. Hey, this nigga is a serial killer for sure. <laughs> you, uh, you, my friend, are a bag pisser. <laughs> Yo, my man has notoriously peed on cars before. Yo. He's peed on the side of houses. We know. We Yo. know. You used to that behavior. We know what, what type of time you on on a regular. And, <laughs> and why? you a serial pisser. Why is your only cop out when you get to my age? Bro, what the fuck are you doing at your age? What are you How doing? How old is this nigga? Are we talking 70s? Because we, talk, we, we, we talking, um, oh man, damn. God forgive me. Because that's not an excuse. We talking almost 60. We talking. Nah, that's little, not an excuse, yeah, though. We, we, yeah. And, and it's not like you got a, a, a bladder problem because you don't have that. I work with you. You don't have that issue. Nah. Bro. Nah, I, you you just trying to make an excuse as to why you just almost peed on yourself. Bro, he almost peed on me. He burst through the door. Piss was on the door. Piss was on the floor. He took his penis. He took the top off the lid, put his penis in the garbage pan and started peeing. <laughs> I swear to fuck. Okay. Well, <laughs> that welcome is- to, to, to today's all man moments. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't even know, man. What the fuck type of? You know what my all man, my all man moment is this. Okay, oh, God. we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about it a little bit. This is what we're gonna do. Oh man, 
I just don't understand why people don't know how to be honest with other people. Damn. That's my all man. Damn. So, damn. Let's just say two friends. So, so two people who have dated. I long time ago, it has been established that they are friends. Right. This other person moves on. It's been established this person has moved on. However, people still try to like or or are not very forthcoming with like information regarding the moving on. Now, right. of course, no one is entitled to anything, but when it and when that information being withheld leaves you in a weird situation, I think that it does it is appropriate to let that person in and say, hey, this is what's going on. Instead of starting to move weird, and then that person is like, yo, you moving kind of weird, like everything okay? And so I just think that we have to start being honest with, with each other. And that's, that's it. Like, I don't think it's a hard concept. I don't think it's asking for too much. I don't think it's being... Uh, toxic or anything like that to ask people to just keep it a hundred and just be honest with situations as they arise, because again, it does help people. It helps everybody stay out of awkward spaces. You know, like if we're friends and then all of a sudden you're not communicating, and it's like I don't know why this person isn't communicating, <clears throat> and then it's because oh well, you know, we did have history and now the person that I'm seeing might feel a little uncomfortable about the fact that me and you are communicating. Like, letting me know ahead of time, like, hey, I am in this new space now. So, you know, that might affect how much we communicate. Just becomes a way simpler conversation, an easier conversation, than randomly lowering your communication. And then it's like, yo, two weeks ago, everything was fine. A week ago, everything was cool. Now, all of a sudden, you're acting weird. Like, what's up with you? So, I just think, you know, when it comes to these spaces, honesty is just always the best policy. You right. don't got to tell me all of your business or anything like that. But I just feel like across the board, like, I think dating would be a lot more. And even beyond dating, friendship, after dating, the the after mm. dating would friendship be a lot after dating. easier. Somebody yeah, about so to run. Easier. Somebody about to run with that shit. Friendship after Friendship that's about to be a new TV show. Dating, you know what I'm saying? Like after dating, it should it doesn't always have to be hard. One, the person that you dated in the past doesn't have to be your enemy unless they did some wild shit. That's a fact. Two, y'all should be able to maintain some form of friendship or decency in the street. Whatever. You know. Decency, whatever <laughs> may have you. Maybe y'all aren't best friends or you know, cause any any new person may feel threatened by an old person that you prefer to spend time with, right? Like, if you want to spend two hours on the phone with me and you have a new person, I can understand why that new person may feel threatened, like, yo, why are you talking two hours on the phone with your ex? Got it. So some of those boundaries may change. Some of those things may be a little bit different. But it's easier to get to that space if people are open and honest and just saying, like, hey, um, I have a girlfriend now, so... You know what I mean? Like, we can still communicate and everything, but you probably, you might not hear from me as much as we normally communicate. You may not hear from me 
every day like when I was single and not seeing anybody. I have a I have a question for you. Do you get upset if you're in a relationship or would you be the one to get upset if your friends are like, yo, ever since you got into a relationship, you just don't fucking hit me up the way you used to or you don't crack the same jokes. You've already told them or you've already, you didn't even tell them. You just, you put on social media, they all follow you on social media. I am in a relationship without saying those words. You put up who you're with. You always put up who you're with. It's the same person. The person just wears different clothes every fucking day. Might get a brand new outfit. Might get a brand new hairstyle. Might even put brand new makeup on. It's the same person you're dealing with. Would you get upset or have you gotten upset when your friends say, yo, you're acting weird? I think it depends on what they mean by acting weird. Like if it's like, let's say it's you and Flo. Right. And it's like, yo, you don't do the podcast anymore. Because you've been in a relationship. Like, yeah. what's up with you, dog? That's weird as fuck. <laughs> that would never have, by the way, uh, fans of that. <laughs> no, if, you, yeah, if y'all see me doing that bullshit, you better slap the shit out of me in the street. Nigga, get your ass. Nigga, go. I'm bringing you to the podcast right now. Stop fucking around. Yeah, that'll never happen. Right. But, like, in a scenario like that, then I'm not mad because y'all are bringing to my attention something that is a probably a legit problem. Right. Now, if it's one of my homegirls that we used to flirt, and say little sexual innuendos with one another, maybe uh, tap each other on the ass inappropriately, right? Or what? Ask friends, like just yeah, being yeah, silly, yeah. playing around, yeah, yeah. And we don't we don't play around like that no more. And I don't say those jokes to you no more. And you hit me up talking about, oh, you've been acting different since you've been in a relationship. Then I'm looking at her like she's goofy. Of course I've been acting different because I'm in a relationship because I'm not going to disrespect the other person or, in your case, the other people <laughs> that I right. might be seeing. You right. know what so, I'm saying? So, like, I'm not- so, so basically, like, the inappropriate jokes you can't say no more is like, damn, like, shut up and suck my dick. Like, you can't say that no more, right? I wouldn't say that. Okay. Me personally. Okay. I don't know what other... <laughs> listen, I can't tell what other niggas is going to do, okay? <laughs> I can only speak for XAB, Creator oh, X. man. Me personally... I'm not telling my my homegirl, yo, come over here and suck this dick if I'm in a relationship. I'm not texting that, especially because if you text it, you're just looking for trouble. That could just be taken oh, in all yeah. types of context. If you text it, you're definitely looking for trouble, bro. You're definitely looking for trouble. Oh, man. Like, Good Lord. If, if y'all have that relationship... Where it's kind of just like... Is, is that lingerie? Is, is, was that lingerie? That I just... don't know what's cooking over here. Um... You, Wait, see, you said that, that relationship with Nah, I said I don't know what's cooking. <laughs> um, if y'all have that relationship though, where y'all get to sell, tell each other shit like that, like yo, yo, suck my dick, like that is a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yo, shut up, yo, shut up, yo, suck my dick. Like if y'all talk to each other like that, that's New York slang. But what if so that's she? That's a little bit different. What if she always joked with you like that? And then what? You got to tell her, yo, stop telling me to suck your dick. <laughs> Cause I don't play like that. <laughs> no, don't tell me that no. <laughs> but if she's on yo. something like, yo, uh, next time I see you, I'ma ride your face. Yo, yeah, nah, we gotta stop talking like that. Damn, I don't know. I have a girl, and that but would just you, be interpreted the wrong way. But would you miss that, especially if your girl never joked with you that way? Like, keep talking at work like that, and I'm gonna ride your face when I get home. Would you still be turned on, or would it be a different type of turn on? Nah, bro. <clears throat> I, me personally, right? Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how anybody else, but me personally, okay. I have different sets of rules of engagement when I'm in a relationship. Okay, because I know. I know what certain things can lead to 
But my thing is compartmentalize. If it's something that I say on the show or something that happens in entertainment, I feel like my partner has to be understanding that I'm in entertainment. So <sighs> you got to give me some of that then, because in my case, you know, that's failed me on several occasions. That's <laughs> <laughs> failed me on I'm several say, occasions. Like, like, like for me. For he me, said, my for partner, me, for me, not for this for thing, was for me. <laughs> my partner has to be understanding of that fact. Okay. Like, I will still kind of, I may have a certain boundary. Like, I have certain boundaries in general because I just don't, I'm not that type of person in, in general, but this whole climate, you just never know, son. You yeah. be joking, kikiing with somebody in mm-hmm. a show, and then a week later, there's a, a fucking news article out about how you was doing x y and z to them and it's like that wasn't even the energy when we all took it together we you were all fucking, joking and you fucking become the brand new aziz and you didn't even know it like what the fuck that's not me <laughs> I didn't, yeah like when did that happen who was that nigga yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying so like i don't even like to play with certain people unless that door has been already established, that barrier broken, and they have to break it. They have to be the ones to break it. So like, basically not- so basically, what I'm hearing from you, my good brother, is there are jokes with your female counterparts, your uh, friends um, who are women, you know, that once you get into an established relationship, you know the intensity of how some jokes could go. Therefore, you won't partake in cracking them back if they're cracked at you first, and you will not initiate the jokes because you know how I far the joke might go. I won't initiate <laughs> certain jokes. Like, okay. There are certain jokes that we just kind of know All right. where it could end up. If, if a woman initiates it with me, right. I'm cool because I am the type of person that is going to take most things as a joke. Damn. Uh, unless you are being extremely I gotta, serious. I got to work on that. Yeah, unless you're being <laughs> extremely serious with me, I'm going to take you like if a girl flirts with me and I'm this is the first time I'm meeting her, I'm I'm not taking her seriously. I'm thinking she's joking or she's just playing around. Maybe at this big age, I take it a little bit more like okay, she might be interested. But overall, like, I'm not even, like, paying that much mind or attention. You have to be explicit with me. You have to tell me, like, yo, I like you or I'm interested in you or whatever the case is. And then I'm like, oh, all right, well, this is a different scenario. But if you come with me, like, mm, damn, you looking sexy today, daddy. I'm going to be like, thank you. And so, keep it pushing. Like, So you're going to play the oblivion role, dead in the face, resting bitch nigga face until she actually says, I really like you. In her mind, though, to really like you is I actually want to suck your dick in the back of this club right now. Absolutely, because okay. I, All right. yo, bro, I it, it's just why me, is niggas bro? doing fireworks right now? We're recording. <laughs> it's just me, bro. It's just me. Like, <laughs> it's just you. It's just you, like, bro. Like, like the way I see it, bro, is honestly. Oh, it just gets too wacky out here, bro. I'm just keeping it a true, stack with true, you. It, you be flirting with a chick. She flirting with you the whole night. The next day, she looking at you like, oh, I was drunk. All right, my nigga. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, son. Like, like, and, and then it becomes like a little, it, it gets it gets weird. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather, like, I can't take that anxiety. Me personally, I can't take the anxiety of, of 
It being one way, you got to be explicit. Do you like me? Tell me you like me. All right, now we can move forward in a different way. Other than that, if you just flirting, like I've, I have too many female friends that tell me, yo, I just flirt to flirt because it's fun. Oh, whoa. I Dangerous. don't do that. Dangerous. <laughs> Danger, Mr. Robinson. Yeah. I don't do that. But I have way too many female friends who have told me that. Like, yeah, I like, I, I'll flirt with a nigga and no, I'm not interested. It's just fun. It's just fun to flirt. Okay, cool. That's not how I operate. Wait, wait, so, wait. But why would they play with fire like that, knowing that if somebody do get burned, it ain't going to be chlamydia? <laughs> now, granted, <laughs> I've heard niggas say this shit too. Oh, there was nah. a whole thread on on the, on on the Instagram the other day, not too long ago, where niggas and chicks were talking about flirting and doing it for fun. Listen, it's gotta I, be, I don't flirt it, for fun. That, that, that had to have been inspired by Eight at the Table. Had to. <laughs> Shout out to Eight at the table God But damn. Like niggas was doing stuff like that And I'm like Alright cool Like I get it Like there is like flirty banter That happens between two people And mm-hmm. you You just like talking And it just sounds flirty But I'm not gonna intentionally flirt Or say something like Damn I'm trying to see what's up If I'm not actually Interested in trying to see what's up Damn that's like that's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> well, nigga, you be wildin'. <laughs> you be wildin'. I be trying to tell you, you that. You be wildin'. <laughs> you be wildin'. I be trying to tell you that sometimes. Thank God, luckily, most of our guests are always with the shits. So most, I guess yeah, they most of the either, time, yeah. Either they already know, like you play like that, or they already have that type of mentality, but. Sometimes nah, I there's, do be telling Yeah, be, there's, there's definitely some of our guests I definitely wanted to fuck. They know I was serious. They was like, ha, ah, you played so much at the sandwich. That was it. But sometimes <laughs> you, I definitely wanted to tell you, I'm going to tell you now, you got to chill out. <laughs> you got to chill out. Because <laughs> we're not trying to, I'm not trying to deal with that noise. Bro. <laughs> Can you imagine like, yeah, like we fucked and yeah, I, I, I didn't like it. Or... Yo, I actually didn't want to fuck. I just wanted him to shut up. Okay. Bro, there's so many different... In this day and age, there's so many different ways that it could go. I mean, it can go Bill Cosby. It can go R. Kelly. It can go a lot of ways. You're right. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a little crazy. You might want to clean that up. (laughs) (laughs) But I get the sentiment as to what you're saying. (laughs) I don't know if the listeners do. I hope y'all on the same page. The listeners are like, "Uh, I'm going to get that nigga to roofie my drink, and and 20 years later, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think Distinguish is saying that he is trying to be like that. I'm not trying to put nothing in the pudding, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm not trying to put nothing in the pudding. It just seems like sometimes. Again, like uh, energy may feel a certain type of way. And I mean, I think the best example, and this is no shade to nobody involved. Uh, as we said in previous episodes, we praying for everybody involved. But the best example is what happened between Olivia and Joe Budden. Like on that episode, she felt extremely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She didn't technically say that on the episode like or, or she didn't stop production and say yo joe you wildin like we don't have that relationship stop playing with me like that she didn't afterwards she was given an opportunity to edit certain things out and she said she felt uncomfortable like if everybody else was comfortable with it maybe she was blowing it out of proportion so she didn't tell them to take anything out and then afterwards she felt violated and so 
Yeah. Like that can happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't want that to ever be anybody's experience on this show. It's like they come on the show and we all joking and laughing and we think it's all good. And then the next day, you know, me and you are getting a text like, yo, your boy was wilding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think too that uh I mean, after a while, to be honest, I mean, you just don't understand the magnitude of how powerful the beast you've created until you've mm. created it. Like every year, my opinion, every year we reach a different level of vulnerability on this podcast. I know That's my peak was definitely last year. I feel like last year I was so many different things I allowed to um, come at me and I just explored that shit with open fucking arms. Like, I was on a farm, and I was like, I'm going to try every fucking plant in the in, in, in the fucking field. I'm going to just try it. Now, everything. last year, you was on one. You was on one last year, for real. <laughs> yeah, I was I, definitely, like, I look back. Got the proud MVP. Yeah, I look back, and I'm like, damn, it's a few episodes that in five years I might not be proud of. <laughs> my, 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 I might be like... Nah, I should have never really said how I felt in that moment that way. My wife or my kids might be looking at me like, nah, I don't I know that. could have kept that in the chamber. Huh? could have kept that one in the chamber. Right, like, <laughs> uh, probably could have kept that. And then at the same time, because I'm such a person where I'm like, I got to be me at all times. I got to be able to express. Yeah, I be feeling like if I stifle it long enough, the person that I'm going to rub the wrong way is the person that is actually my friend or somebody that I love. I don't want to do that because I may damper or put, like, a, a hindrance on the relationship. Had I just said what I needed to say, you know, I might have, I might feel better, you know, five years into the future. But I don't know. I mean, I think for the most part, in terms of the podcast in general, there's definitely people that we've asked some very bold and tough questions and they've definitely given us a different perspective on how we view ourselves and how we view our um, experiences in the world. And then at the same time, we've also challenged people because, I mean, let's face it, bro. A lot of our guests have never been challenged the way we've challenged them on this show. Like, we've really Oh, yeah, and I them. would never want to change that. I would right. never want to change how we interact with uh, our guests on the show um, or or even our audience because this is the thing you have to know this has been the, the the verbiage of the year you have to read the room right so you have to know your audience and you have to know your guests yeah. and i think the opposite is true as well and that's why we right. always tell any guests before they come on a show to listen to a previous episode we send that shit in emails like right. yo <laughs> make sure y'all listen to this shit before don't listen get to a clip here. listen to the episode yeah come on the <laughs> listen to an episode because you have to know the type of energy that you're going to walk into because we're not going to damp that down for you right. and we do that to some extent don't get it wrong yeah but it's also about like know what you you don't go on a howard stern and not expect to talk about sex like let's keep it a buck. That's like, a let's, given. Let's keep it real. You you going on the Howard Stern show? You know you got to talk about sex. You don't go on uh, the Joe Budden podcast and not expect him to be a, a silly asshole sometimes. Right, like, especially that's, about that's, your music and your craft. Get ready for the criticism, honey. Get ready. Yeah, he's going. He's going to ask you some goofy questions. You don't. Same thing with Charlemagne. You don't go on a Breakfast Club and don't expect Charlemagne to throw one or two at you. You know what I mean? So. I think it's the same thing. You got to know what what platform you're coming on 
um, before you come on it. And I also think that, like, we know our audience. We know what our audience likes. Our audience, for some reason, has expanded. And I do feel like we're getting, like, elements of different people that maybe, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say the content caters to. Uh, hell yeah. On, uh, hell yeah. Like, like, we've said this on multiple occasions, but a lot of our listeners, at least 60%, are women. And some women have come back to me and said, like, yo, one of the reasons why I listen to your podcast is because it gives a male perspective. And I like the way you guys have y'all debates and arguments and there's different perspectives. So it's not just one male perspective that I'm getting. We're getting like multiple ones. So that's one of the reasons why I like to listen to your show, even though like I'm super feminist, I'm super like against anything that sounds misogynistic. You guys don't give me that vibe. You guys sound like young men that are picking apart apart, um, different Pieces of content, different things in the media, different uh, topics, and just giving honest opinions on it. So that is partly what I, I would would say that our our content is right. Um, but you know, sometimes it, it is still a little bit surprising when it's like you get a certain type of audience member and they say that they enjoy what they're hearing. Like that's that's the piece that always is like, oh snap, you enjoyed it, even though you typically probably wouldn't listen to some shit like this. Right. Like, oh. you definitely sat through me talking about, I want to get my ass. Hey, wow, you a, you a trooper. Oh, shit. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some shit to get to this week, so I guess we could get straight into the foolishness. Let's, let's start off with this, though. Let's, let's play this, because this song, we were blessed with it, I think, on, well, it says July 1st <laughs> is when this came out. Um, I want to say, I, I was, feel like I heard that shit Friday more. Yeah, I mean, Friday was promoted more. July 1st, I don't even, what was that, the Tuesday? That was a Thursday. That was a Thursday. Thir- Thursday? Yeah. Um. All right, let me play this shit. Shit started off with the harmonic beginning. Right. You can't even sit in peace. Cause all of these niggas be on you. I'm just saying I can be. I'ma stop it there for a second. He came on and he sounded a little bit like Drake to me. This is Brent Fires versus when, when he first Whitney. came on. I was like, he's doing something that probably was coached during the recording of this record. Like, I want you to almost fake, like fake pump niggas into thinking this is Drizzy right now opening up the record. I thought Drizzy was gonna open up the the song like he normally does sometimes when he's on features, but he played the back row and he didn't even have a long verse like he normally. I mean, he was. Snapping niggas was like he gave us nothing was the same. I was like, nah, that nigga gave me um fucking um he gave me um if you're reading this, uh, it's too late. Uh, he gave me that Drake. He gave me that shit. Let's let's jump to Drake's joint. Let's see if we hit this. Games can shorty stay with calculated moves like Beth Harmon. Bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, yeah. gotta bring it back. 
The 10,000 building, get your ass an apartment, put you inside a G class. That's just a start. It can plenty things count. Drake, see, this is why, this is, this is the problem. This nigga Drake is talking about 10,000 and get you your own places to start a kit. And now women is out here looking for 10K. From a nigga. Start a kit. <laughs> As a starter kit. Drake, you fucking the game. You fucking, fucking the, the game ecosystem up, bro. up. Yeah, you fucking it up. <laughs> None of them is the thought of it. New piece around my neck, his chess games. Cause shorty stay with calculated moves like Beth Harmon. Swear I'm more purple rain prince than Prince Charming. Disappointment. I Damn. Damn. More purple rain prince than Prince Charming. I don't even know what that means, dog. Me I just neither. know that it's hard. I, I just know that that shit slaps. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I, he, he, he got a lot of money. <laughs> okay, he got a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. Niggas, <laughs> niggas start, niggas start putting brand new shit together that never was together. And it's like, I got money. This is my own thing now. I'm talking about some shit I'm making up, but it's fire. You're right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't Facts. know what that means. I don't know. Old medalists flush the magnums just so they not collecting my specimens. Damn. The way she with Poppy, man, you would think she's a veteran on remembrance. Cleaning lady sweep the room daily for all the evidence of everything I ever did. Do they have Alright, well Drake continues to talk his shit like this for the next Jeez. I don't know, thirty to forty seconds. God, um that I have not crazy. lived that type of lifestyle. Yeah, that's so I can't crazy. relate. But I have you know, everybody has had that I feel like everybody has had that thought though. No, what 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 thought? I've been a little paranoid where I'm like, yo, let me get rid of this condom because I don't know what Shorty going to try and do with this this sperm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, out yeah. of the room. Yeah. I, Every I've, dude has had that thought. I've had situations where you bust in the condom and then you pull out and then Shorty looks at you like, why didn't you just keep it in? And I'm just like, nah. There's some Shorties that I know for a fact, all right, cool, you can have sex with. You could still have the condom on. You could bust in them with the condom still on. Everything is okay. Then there's some shorties that you know if you fuck them, you got to pull out because she might be walling, hold your back real tight. The condom going to pop. And now you got a baby in nine months. Yeah. 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 I, 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 you know you know the ones because you, you know you've do dealt it, with do it. Yes. Do we want to get into this conversation, though? No. It's, bro, do, that's, do we, that's do we demon go time. There, bro? That's demon time, bro. <laughs> I've had a few of those, like, oh, no, uh, you know, years ago, you know what I mean? And in one of my, you know, more uh, younger relationships, you know, I, I was I was having sex with my girl. And, you know, this is around the time we just, you know, started, I stopped using the condom. And she goes, you know, just stick it back in for a few more seconds. I was fucking her on the windowsill in a hotel. We were, like, high up. And I was like, if I fuck her the way she wants me to fuck her, she's going to get pregnant right now. So How I told her girls? I needed to chill. I told her I just, she was like, no, no, no. I was like, chill. I, in my mind, I said, I can't do this to myself. I think I think about my future. <laughs> How many girls have you fucked with that you feel like you couldn't trust even with the condom on? Whoa. Because there's been a few girls that I feel like I dealt with where I was like, yo, if this condom pops, this conversation is not going to go how I wanted to go. That's why I always pull out. I don't care if I have a condom on or not. Wait, 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 I'm wait, wait, out wait, 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 wait. You always pull out when you have a condom on? I, I always pull out when I have a condom on. Girls nah, hate it. But bro, bro. I do it. I'm a wild nigga then. I, 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 it's rare that I pull out, bro. 
I just don't trust nobody, bro. It's I don't rare. trust that we are on the same nah, page. Your paranoia, even if we have the conversation, your paranoia is different than mine, bro. You really <laughs> paranoid, bro. I told you, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're really even paranoid. if we have the conversation, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like I just feel like there's certain ladies out there. So wait, so wait, hold on, bro, because we getting into a whole another dynamic of the friendship. What the fuck? You just bust my head. Hold on. You've been having sex. For as long as you've been having sex, and when you got that condom on, and when you about to know that Jimmy's about to take off and three billion fucking semen is about to rush in the fucking tip of that condom bag, you pull back? Oh, yeah. 100%. Wow. Wow. 100%. Wow. I'm out of dodge, boy. I am out of dodge because I just don't trust that let's say something go wrong. That it's like, even though we spoke about this previously, I just feel like sometimes people might have a change of heart. It, if they think that you're in a certain space in your life, or uh, yeah, yeah, if they're not if they're not at the the level that you're at, and they, I just some some people is like, yo, they might look at me as a come up. I mean, and l- let's face it, bro. I mean. You know, we really potting now. There's a lot of women that look at you as a come. There's a lot of women that probably look at us collectively as a come up and then look at the opportunity like if I could get close to one of them, I'm in good graces. I always tell myself the more and more we do the podcast or interview celebrities or whatever, that's why I try not to get too caught up in this shit because in my mind, I'm telling myself everything is good now. You know, money's coming in, you know, the show is picking up steam or whatever. It just takes that one conversation. It probably could take that one person. Fuck the whole shit up. Niggas not even where they need to be at. And you'll never be there because you allowed yourself to succumb to one kind. You allowed your your feelings to get the best of your emotions. And now you're not on the path no more. You Now you're about to be a dad in a few months. Or now shorty talking about she missed her period. And you knowing in your mind she fuck with other niggas too. And it's like... Now that's fucking with you, it'll be fucking with you eating, sleeping, wait, like, you know, and I don't I don't need that type of stress in my life. I, I don't. That's why half the time I just be cracking jokes. For real. Like jokes. Cause I'm like, nah, she dead ass serious my trapping nigga. Nah, but th- I mean, it, it, we we really talking right now, cause that is a <laughs> thought of mine. I don't I can't deal with certain types of stress, bro. I can't deal with the stress of I miss my period. I can't deal with the stress Damn. of Niggas said we pie like, today. <laughs> I know you dealing with multiple niggas, and now you don't know who the baby father is. Like, Show. I can't deal with. I'm Thank not God I've built. Never I'm dealt not with built. That. Thank God I've never hey, dealt with that. I ain't never dealt with it either. And but I'm. I know you got to know what you built for. Yeah, I'm built for a lot of other shit. <laughs> so I'm not built for that. <laughs> I'm not built for them text messages. So wait, I'm not so, built for being so, at work. So I got a real nigga question. For Hold on, before you ask the real nigga question, right. I gotta paint the picture. Okay. Imagine you at work, bro. You got an important day coming up. You might have a meeting. You might have uh, an event. And you get the text to your phone. Miss my period. It's, I haven't gotten it for like three weeks. I think I'm pregnant. Bro. Your whole day fucked up, actually. <laughs> yeah. Your whole week fucked yeah. up. <laughs> you don't want to You don't want to think about your big day. You're thinking about her, you're thinking about her big day. Like, what the you wanna fuck? You want to go... <laughs> You want to go home. Right. I want to go home. And, like, and you can't go home because you're in charge. Exactly. So, 
Like now you sitting around the office pacing and shit. Nah, I can't. I'd rather, listen, I'd rather disappoint everybody and and watch the joint go into the plastic bag just so I know. Okay, Damn. there's no way you coming out of this telling me that that shit is mine. That's not happening because we're not doing that. Real nigga like, question. You know, you single, she's single. She's not the girl that you ever envisioned that would, you would get pregnant. Like, you would get her pregnant. She knows for a fact Yo, this nigga's about to blow. She already knows how much you make, what car you drive. She been in the crib. You about to make me say some real shit. And how how you living with that, bro? How you? I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. You living with that. Yo, bro. <laughs> this is beyond, beyond you, bro. For all the young men that might be listening to this podcast. There comes a time in your life where you have to realize who you are and what you are doing and you have to stop fucking with certain types of women. I'm just, just I am just keeping it a stack with you. If you know that you are on the come up. Yeah, facts. You, you dealing with someone that might look at you like you are a come yeah, up. Yeah, fresh meat, nigga. What's up? You got to stop putting yourselves in that predicament. And that's the reality of it because we already know about, on social media, we know about the, the woman who robbed $10 million worth of jewelry. Yo, I, I got to respect it, bro. Like, I'm not <laughs> even mad, bro. We know, we know about Cardi talking about drugging niggas and robbing them. Yo. Right? Yeah. So why don't we think that there are some people out there that will know that you are about to come into fame or fortune and will position themselves to make sure that they get a piece of it? That's all I'm saying. And so as, as a person, if you, if you used to live in a certain type of way and you realize that the people that you're living that way with might end up being more of a burden to the lifestyle that you're trying to do than uh, actually adding some type of value to it, then you got to stop living a certain type of way. That's kind of how I see it. So, like, for me, it's just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to... That doesn't necessarily... That has nothing to do with, like, character or dating somebody. Right, but if right, you right. are having wild, random sex with anybody and you about to come into $10 million... You might want to reevaluate having wild random sex with just anybody because one of them might know that you coming into $10 million and make sure that that wild night becomes a wild lifetime. That's all I'm saying. Right. I throw that question back to you, bro. What, what about you? Uh, yo, you know what's crazy? I'm slightly paranoid that I probably got a baby out there somewhere. I'm not even going to hold you. I, th- I think every nigga has had that. <laughs> not even gonna hold you, bro. Like a part, and it's crazy because I feel like I know. I like I know who it is. Like like I, like I know who it is. I know where she lives. It's, it's bad, bro. It's, it's bad. <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> nigga, you didn't plan out the whole life. Like you, you know who it is. How long the baby? There's been a particular situation that happened like two years ago, actually last year. And it never left my memory. 
we actually had a conversation about it offline and you was like, yeah, that, that, that happened to me as well. And I'm just like, you know, well, why would she do that knowing that, you know what I mean? A nigga did not want to run that red light. You low-key raped me. Like, mm. I mean, and I didn't hear from her after that. And a part of me was like, we did have a conversation about like, like sex and like, like she knew I really liked her and stuff like that. And then I just didn't hear from her again. And I'm just like, you know what? If a nigga ever, y'all going to hear her first. If a nigga ever become rich and famous, you're going to hear, you, you know, y'all be joking about that Jay-Z shit. Like Jay-Z got like a, a long lost son somewhere. And every year that gets brought up, you don't hear about it again. I think that's just, you know, because Jay-Z and his lawyers is paying that motherfucking baby mama off. Like, yo, Lee, I don't know. You, 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 telling, you telling me about this nigga when he's 15. Bitch, I'm 50 now. What the fuck you want me to really do? But here's this money. Leave me alone. You know, build a life for him. I'm in this space. You're not about to fuck up the shit I've been building with Beyonce for the last 20-something years. And I get it. You know what I mean? You know, you want to now be like, all right, cool. I dated this person distinguished before he blew up you know he didn't know he had a kid by me what the fuck you want me to do now i'm about to jay-z your ass for the rest of my life dead ass i'm gonna just keep paying the bread don't talk to me don't call me if you want to get in contact with me talk to my lawyers don't you're not talking to me directly i'm I'm, I'm gonna be tight that you hid this from me but low-key bro there's a girl right there, and I'm looking right at the camera. There's a girl out there right now who's listening to this podcast, who's watching this podcast, or wherever podcasts, you know, are being able to be heard from, and telling herself, in a few years, that nigga I fucked is about to make it. I'm going to tell her, nigga, I got the baby right here. The baby's 10 years old now. I'm telling you, bro. There's a girl waiting. I mean, uh, the only thing I would, I would say is whatever decisions you'd make in that future... <laughs> Uh, if that is the future, this nigga didn't painted a whole story. <laughs> but in a in a future like that, whatever decisions that you make, at least uh, make make the ones with the baby in mind. Oh yeah, of course. Like, I mean, I'm gonna sure be tight. The baby is- I'm gonna be tight that the baby is hid from me. Will I be happy that I got a baby? Hell, fucking yeah. But I'm gonna be tight that damn. Me seeing my kid was contingent on me blowing the fuck up. So what if I just ended up poor? I was never gonna see that nigga, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Facts. Like he never made it, well, so you don't deserve to see your daddy. Speaking of baby making, uh, Thursday versus an Essence Fest decided to give us a treat and give us Keith Sweat versus oh, Bobby Brown. God, fucking. <laughs> oh God. Did you get to did you get to see any of it, bro? I saw the highlights. That was enough for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was enough for me. Bobby screeching his fucking ass away. You know, Keep Sweat looking like the silver black surfer. I don't know what the fuck was was, was happening, bro. It was just a lot of old man sweat on the stage. Nah, old was, man it, sweat, bro. Them niggas definitely was acting old as shit. They I was old, bro. It. I was like, all right, y'all niggas, y'all showing your age for real. We know you're old already, but goddamn. They're not even that old, but they was acting old, bro. They was right. acting like some old niggas on that stage. And I was like, like 65 plus. That's yeah, how they was acting. Like, y'all niggas is not even in, uh, well, probably teetering almost there, but. Yeah, y'all niggas is in y'all 50s. Calm, calm 50s. Yeah, like 50 old still got a little bit of swag. They starting to get to the to the edge of the swag. Like, right, yeah. But but these niggas was acting like they was like over the edge. Right. Um, Keith Sweat definitely won that. Keith Sweat definitely opinion. won that. I feel like he was very creative as well and very 
he was meticulous about how he put his set together. Yeah, I mean, Bobby... Bobby got hits Bobby, out the ass. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, we can't, yeah. But I don't know, Bobby... Bobby wasn't bringing it as hard as I thought he could and would um, to Keith Sweat. First of all, Bobby... Keith won that. Bobby, Bobby should have picked a better fucking outfit, bro. And to be honest, nigga, you knew this was this battle was coming up. All right, you had about two, three days. You had about two, three days to to. I mean, uh, a few weeks to kind of get your shit together. You should have been at. You should have at least been hitting the treadmill a little bit. Just a little. Keith looked like he just got out the gym two days two days ago and then hopped in the shower and then came to the verses. Yeah, Keith. Keith was looking like he'd been working out all his life. Yeah, um, Keith looked like he just. Helped somebody put up a fucking garage door an hour before the verse. <laughs> Aunt May, <laughs> Aunt Genevieve, somebody. Right. Right. He helped one of these aunties definitely put some shit up. Yeah. Um, and then like right after that, right after the great celebration of of Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown, we got news that Bill Cosby was released. Yo, yo, bro. Was so crazy about that. Everything at my workplace stopped last week. When that news broke, everybody stopped what they would. Nigga, even managers stopped what they was doing, bro. I was like, this is, that was breaking news last week, bro. That was breaking news. That news was nuts. I was I'm not like, even hold anybody. Uh, I don't know where we go from here now. I definitely don't know I what mean, the fuck's going on. It it started a huge firestorm on social media. Yes, it did. The Me Too movement was outraged, bro. I seen some wild shit. Like, yeah, it's just a matter of time before we figure out what we need to do to get him back but behind bars. I was like, God damn. I mean, on one hand of it, you had people who uh, were championing it. And then on the other hand, you had a lot of people who were extremely upset. Um... I don't know, bro. I'm not... Listen, 60-plus people coming out and saying that you did something, I can't sit here and be happy that you beat the system off of a technicality. Now, if there was some other form of an exoneration where it was found out that the information was false, that's a different story. But he's walking the streets because of a technicality. Um... And yes, he's an old man, and I'm sure he... He's walking the streets, you know, but he can't see the streets. He's getting well, blind, bro. You know, he's on his way out. Uh, you know, I don't want to say it like that, but it is what it is. Um, and so, like, all of those things a lot of people were trying to bring up, like, he's an old man, let him live the rest of his life, like, until he passes, and it's down the third. And I'm like, it's just a... It, it, it's very complicated. It seems like a lot of people also feel like because of the the times, some of his actions were justifiable. Okay. I I will never go that far to say that. Um, but there was a time period where some of the shit that he admitted to doing, everybody else was doing. So and right. not not so much the full extent of if he was hiding pills in people's food and drinks and, and doing things like that. But in some of the instances where the people took the drugs and it was willingly like, and then afterwards, I guess it, it, whatever happened within that intermediate time was not consensual. Um, 
but a lot of people were taking quaaludes at that time and having sex. Like it, it, it was a, it was a cultural thing that was happening. So right. in some instances, people are looking at that and saying, well, the cultural context is what people are missing. Um, this was something that everybody was doing, especially in Hollywood. Um, and I, I just think that that, that only goes so far. Like I said, like maybe some of those instances, like it puts a, uh, uh, puts what happened in a gray area. But again, when you get to 60 plus people, it gets, it gets a little sticky and nasty. I mean, personally, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm not discrediting nobody's story. 60 women all having similar stories, if not the same story. That's a bit alarming to me in terms of is everybody really telling the truth? Is everybody really telling the truth? Or is some of this, you know, just, I right, well, this is actually what happened, but I need to put more in my shit um, to spice it, just spice the shit up more. I mean, my opinion is, you know, yes, you know, this man has done some, you know, unfortunate things because he was in a position of power at that time. You know, he's at the top of his game. He was one of the most sought out, sought out actors of his time he definitely did a lot of good but also he did a lot of you know stuff that was not you know done in a light and though i feel as though people should pay for what they did back in the day i also feel like there should be a real hard examination of how long it should take for somebody to bring something up and then somebody be tried years later i mean well that that did happen though a lot so a lot of a lot of the case, so most of the cases were not tried. There was only one case that recently he was tried on because the statute of limitation had expired. Okay. So a lot of people, he wasn't tried for all 60, you know, allegations that are, are presented against him. He was only tried for uh, one in particular that I can remember. It was a young lady that uh, sued him or they were able to use to put him in, in criminal court. The rest were civil lawsuits which okay. he paid off so there is a time frame there is a statute of limitation and that sometimes can be debatable too because as we know um there's a lot that goes into being assaulted right uh for which people may not choose to to report an assault immediately right and, and when we talk about sexual assault it's even more convoluted and, and tricky so I mean, the statute of limitation thing, I understand what you're saying with that, but it's just one of those, it's a it's a, a great area, and that's not something that he's particularly dealing with now. But continue with your point, bro. Yeah, I, I just also think, too, overall, that all of us, you know, you know, God spare our life when we do get to Bill Cosby's age, if we get to his age, if we're even looking forward to being that age, dealing with whatever is going to be happening in the world, we gotta we gotta ask ourselves a real serious question, bro. This is the question that we gotta ask ourselves: this the the level of intensity, the heaviness of the hands of the law and the powers that be, the humidity of the climate of the government at that said time 10 20 40 years from now if we are bill cosby's age 
if we have done something or we are being tried to the extent of something similar that he has done or others have done, can we take that same velocity of heat? Can we look at ourselves then, now, and say, you know what, how we feel about Bill Cosby taking this? If we did something like he did or if we had been involved in something like he did, we can take the same heat. Because I feel like a lot of it from the outside, not the women that um, have said and came forward and said, yo, he did these things to me. I'm talking about us as the opinionators, you know, even us on a podcast, you know, anybody who has an opinion online who was not there. Can we take the same heat? Can we really take that? We're giving it in our opinion, like, yeah, this should happen to him or this should not happen. But if we were him, could we take it? And I think that that's where the letter of the law is, is most important. I mean, you kind of touching back on, like, our conversation about cancel culture and everybody being able to say whatever they basically get. Basically, when someone does something, everybody feels like they have a free license to slander that individual. Right. And there is something to be said about that culture, that culture of thinking, okay, well, we have now deemed this individual a monster. So now we don't have to treat them like a human anymore. So now we get to just say, if we see them in the street and I throw a rock at Bill Cosby, I'm good because he's a monster. He deserves a rock thrown at him. And I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Let the, the courts and the law deal with, with him. And I understand like why people would be upset because it seems like the courts and the law failed in, in this instance. Right. But your overall point, I think, of when people do something bad, I wouldn't say if we did something like Bill Cosby, because when we're talking about 60 women, 60 plus women, even if you don't believe it's all 60, which I don't, you know, we, we do know sometimes people jump on bandwagons and stuff like that, cool, whatever. Even if you don't believe it's all 60, you're talking about at least 50% of these people felt like they had this experience with this man. So you're talking about 30 women at minimum right. that feel like they were sexually assaulted, raped, or uh, yeah. had things done to them without Cold their consent. Hairs, right. Roofied. So, so like, even that is ridiculous. A ridiculous number is disgusting. Godfrey would think was on a, a show. I can't find the clip, but he was on a show. Maybe I saved it. Um, he was on a show and he spoke about how like he knows people who didn't come forward, who know about who were assaulted by Bill Cosby oh, wow. or know about it. So there's like there's people out there that aren't even saying anything. So like in terms of in terms of that aspect of it, oh yeah, I found the clip right here. So let me let me play this for everybody. To traumatize people sexually and all that, that's fucking horrible. That's like a lifetime of damage, I think, you know. Mm -hmm. But then there is, you know, you have to think about the time he was around, really famous when he was young. This is the 60s and 70s when it's free love and drugs. And, I mean, these people drank heavy, did huge shit. Mm -hmm. They didn't got shit on now. I mean, last the long time ago was worse, I think. That's and, what I'm... Eddie Griffin said that too. That it was yeah. Oh man, then. this ain't shit, dude. They used to smoke on airplanes. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You know, people used to smoke on airplanes. I remember that the back that of the plane was a smoking is, section, and it's still going through the same damn. <laughs> the 
it's still going through the same damn airplane. It's like disgusting. So, yeah, the drug shit was huge. But I think there were some people that were to try some women that were consensual with the shit. And I think some were tricked. You know, I believe mm -hmm. he did something. You know, because yeah. I heard stuff anyway. I heard stuff, and I know people who had, he had tried it on and didn't report them. So I had been hearing this for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't finally it all came come tumbling down. But then Felicia Rashad is like So yeah, so I mean there are probably a lot of women that haven't even come forward and and based off of what Godfrey said, he's tried this on people. Maybe it didn't go down the way it went with some of these other women, but apparently this is a patterned thing that he does. And that makes it nasty. Like, if, if you feel like you have to drug somebody to have sex with them, regardless of if they say, hey, I want to take the drug or not, that pattern, you have to question that. Why do you have to have somebody out of their mind in order to have sex with them? Why, why is that, like, your, your M.O.? You know, but anyway, regardless of the fact, um, I just think that, yeah, there's something to be said about people feeling like they have a free license to just say and do whatever to someone who has been deemed a monster. And we have to find a way to reconcile all of these different visions of justice. Cause that's what's happening here is like, we're kind of revisiting what we think justice is and should be. If the system is going to fail because of a technicality, where does that leave justice in America? If, uh, um, if like, people as citizens maybe do need to reevaluate if they're able to take the same heat that they would give Bill Cosby um, if they were in reverse and if they felt like they were innocent, like he claims, he claims he was innocent. Right. How would you deal with that? You know, but I just think in his case, particularly with Bill Cosby, this is nasty work, nasty yeah. behavior. Yeah. Facts. Um, but the overall broader concept that you bring to the table, I think, is super valid. Yeah. Because so, I, there's I, a lot of stuff that I know that I've said on this podcast, and I'm going to say it now if I've never said it before. Yeah, I may have said such and such needs to happen to certain people, or, you know, that's crazy. How could they do that? Motherfucker, I don't know if I would have not done that. Because I don't know if I'm put in a situation and my back is against the wall, and I'm about to do some next level shit, I might not be thinking about X, A, B, and D flow and then boom, I jeopardize the entire integrity of the podcast. I might be just thinking about Distinguish to God in that particular moment. You know, X, A, B might be in a situation where he's not thinking about Distinguish or uh, D flow and he puts himself in a situation where he didn't jammed us up and now niggas is going back in episodes trying to figure out if what happened is actually valid in opinions. Because the feds like once the feds get involved, nigga, they're listening to everything. They're going to your old school. They're going to your old church. They're asking the deepest questions you could have never thought of because they're going to get to the bottom of it. Because one thing in I'm, this country, they don't forget shit. I promise you that. I'm, they don't forget nothing. I mean, I think that that's why it is very important to kind of just think out your actions just a little bit before you do them. Yeah. For all of, for anybody, yeah. not just even for a podcast, but for anybody, you got to be... You have to think out your actions and think out who you are going to affect by doing something negative. Like, do you want to get into a fight at this club and you end up on the news and then your son and daughter see that? 
and you can't really explain to them or when they go to school and now they have to deal with the kids teasing them because mm-hmm. daddy was on the news and is going to jail. <clears throat> like, there are always ripple effects to actions. And that's why it is, I think, important to kind of think about what it is that you're doing before you do it, especially if you think you're about to do a bad decision. You're about to make a terrible decision. You know, I'm about to punch this nigga right in his face. And it's like, yeah, but if he backs out and shoots you and now you pass away, how many people are affected by that? All because of a drunken night in a club and somebody step on your shoe and you like, oh, this nigga disrespected me. So I'm going to show him one. Like, it's just, it's, it's a tricky game of really picking and choosing battles. Like, life is really all about picking and choosing battles and understanding when it's when it's time to really stick that knife in the back of uh, or in the chest of the dragon and when it's time to retreat and come back to fight another day like it it really becomes that 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 chess game and that's kind of scary and i guess that leads us right into shikari richardson um another one of those situations where i do feel like there's a 50-50 conversation here it's not one way or the other i know and as a as a black person i would have loved to see this young lady represent us in the run 100 meter dash um or 200 meter dash i think she was supposed to be in um but i guess there is something to be said about knowing that there is a rule in place and still doing something regardless of said rule and then there being consequences for doing that Regardless wow. if we agree with the rule or not, yeah. if if I know that I pee in public, I might get a citation for it. Could get locked is up. The, could get locked up. If it's in a school zone, could get a predatory shit put on me. Yeah. If could, I know this, I could and have to I register say, as a sex offender for the rest of my life. And I say, fuck it. I'm about to pee in this school schoolyard. And then I get locked up. Granted, do I do I personally agree with sex offender and all of that just from peeing? No. Hell no. No. That's an extreme. But if it, I know that these things are happen. there. Yeah, it could happen. Do do I have do I have more of a responsibility to make sure that even if I do pee, I'm not peeing in the school zone. Um, and if I could avoid it, that I'm not peeing at all. Like who has the responsibility of that if we're saying that in this case, she did know that smoking weed was a potential disqualifier, and she did it anyway. And I know that the circumstances around it is it's her mother. I agree that weed is not a substance it's that not an enhancement. Should, That's not doing nothing for her running. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it should not be used to say that it shouldn't be a disqualifier, in my opinion, but. It it does like they can't just come out and say, "Oh, nah, she's good." But anybody else that do some stupid shit, y'all y'all ain't good. Although there is a case though that's out here about this woman who had steroids in her system. Yeah, and yeah. That she got it from it. eating a burrito. Yeah, I peeped it. Which, yeah, she she blamed it on the food. She didn't know the food had steroids in it. Which there could be a 
case there, but then again, she's claiming she didn't know versus right versus Kari saying she does. Know. She willingly, yeah, she willingly. I mean, the, the 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 way I look at it is like this. This takes me back to Naomi's situation that she had a few months ago, and she opted out of playing for what was it, the tennis open, or the, the French? U- I think it was the, the French yeah, open. The, the yeah. French open. To me, you know, whether niggas want to look at it as a conspiracy theorist or not, to me, black women who are in a position of not just power, if they don't do something, everybody is like, yeah, um, we stand by her, even if they really wanted her to do the thing. I saw something about Miss Richardson online and I was like, yo, I'm all for that. Maybe because I got a business, maybe because we, you know, where we are an independent podcast brand. We're not signed to anybody. We're not getting handouts. There's nobody giving us endorsements. We are the endorsement packages. We pay for everything, you know. You fucking got merch on right now. Um <laughs> facts. She's young. She's gonna make a mistake. Um, she's not going to always have the best coaching in terms of what to say after the mistake is made. A part of me felt like when she was even saying what she said and, you know, her in her apology, she was nervous. She wasn't even looking at the camera. She was swaying back and back and forth. I was like, uh, whoever is in her PR group or whatever, whatever they told her, if they told her anything, they didn't tell her enough because I feel like, this is going to affect her game if she even still is able to go to the Olympics. This is going to affect her game for sure. Um, I don't well, think Wack this... 100 saying that she let us all down. Oh yeah, I saw that. Is... Uh, who was that? Was that was that that was Wack 100? Correct. Yeah, it was Wack 100. That's trash because for, for, first of all, first of all, my nigga, your name is Wack 100. What the fuck? Your name is Wack. Everybody 100, wants to rush to a hot take, bro. Right. Everybody. Like... Now I I get I get it like. Let me not devalue the comment so much because in one sense, yes, I am let down because I would have loved to see this young woman represent us. And now we're getting like the fourth string motherfucker to represent the U.S. Imagine this, this young black woman who is unapologetically black, has the, the weave, the colored weave, the long nails, and just is uh, just herself. Like, and she goes out there. Now, she still has to go against, uh, I think it's... it's is it Shelly Ann or Kelly Ann? Shelly Ann, um, I believe. Ja- Shelly Ann of Jamaica, and, and Shelly Ann is probably taking that. Shelly Ann y'all know that. is a motherfucking beast. <laughs> Shelly Ann is probably taking that. She ran faster than everybody to qualify. Yeah, they both um, they both Jamaican, too. They come from the same place. They know how this shit go. So, so like, like, to see her represent and go, to me, would have been dope. And I am disappointed that this is the thing that stopped her, not... Like something legitimate, but something that's so small that in one instance, it could have been like, damn, baby girl. Weed, weed is what's going to stop you from this Olympics. You got to wait another four years to to even attempt to go to into the Olympics again. Who knows what type of runner you're going to be like things like that. In that capacity, yes, I am slightly disappointed. But to to put that on that young girl's shoulders as. Oh, you let us down. That's not the right words to to, and that's not the right tone that you want to give to that I young think lady. The wording, the wording I didn't like was the 
the wording I didn't like was you let down, you know, you let down the race. Bro, for me personally, most of these sports, I don't know one sport that we actually have control of. I feel like we're getting very close to baseball and basketball. Now, actually, let me refresh. I feel like we're getting very close to football and basketball in terms of some real type of ownership. We are playing in very uh, complex fields of sports and entertainment. We're collecting checks from people who really and truly do not look like us. And at the end of the day, we are waiting. We are waiting for their validation at the end of the fucking day. Who don't want to hear your good job? That's because that's how the system is designed, too. Right. For us to wait for their validation. Right. Like, who Like who don't want to hear your, you're doing a great job? And... Listen, before y'all come at me, remember, they also killed Michael Phelps. They, yo, the media killed that man. And, and Michael Phelps is white. They destroyed him. So I don't think this is a black or white thing because Michael Phelps definitely got killed. Jackie Jerner definitely got killed. Uh, Lance Lance Armstrong definitely got killed. Yo, when you are the the guy or the woman, and you, quote, unquote, let the sport down, the sport look at you like, yo, look at what we did for you. We the reason why you exist. We helped build your brand, and this how you shit on us? If I was her, honestly, I might get killed for this. Miss Richardson, I love you by default because you black. I also love you by default because you come from yards, so the thing's set. You need to take yourself out of this entire equation. You have enough going for you where you can build your own league if you wanted to. You already are a brand. You are the walking brand. You don't need no more endorsement deals. You create your own endorsement deals. You start from fucking scratch. You create a fucking podcast. You create a dad has and bow ties. You create the stream and revenue for you. to. You don't wait for no more checks. You don't wait for no more endorsements. You don't wait for no more interviews. Everybody comes to you. You're not going to them. Nobody's telling you, yo, you got to be here. No, you move on your own time because right now you're in a situation where you can't move on your own time, baby girl. You got to move on their time. When they say when the race is, when they say where the race is, what they say, what time, you got to be there. You you on their time. You're hustling backwards right now. I mean, I think that's an interesting perspective, and it, at the very least, what I see this situation doing is making them reevaluate that particular disqualifying factor. And in the next Olympics, over the next four years, we may hear that they will remove that, especially since a large majority of the U.S. is now legalizing marijuana and that's and why i like thought that. that's why i thought this shit was bogus in the first place i'm like yo aren't a lot of states legalizing marijuana are we even still talking yeah. about weed 
unfortunately, though, we're talking about a world organization and not a, a United States a okay. national organization. Okay. Talking about a, a, a world body who sits around and says, these are the rules that everybody in the world that comes to the Olympics has to play by. So it's a little bit tricky because, like you said, like a lot of states in the United States are legalizing marijuana. So for us, but I'll say this, though. The U.S. obviously holds a lot of weight and holds a lot of power. So them legalizing it is going to put a lot of pressure on this organization to also reevaluate their uh, rules. Because if they start disqualifying athletes based off of marijuana and a lot of people are doing it, the U.S. ain't going to be, is not going to stand for that for too long. Correct. Um, speaking of standing for that for too long, can you explain to me what the fuck is going on with Erica Mena? I think Erica Mena, personally, I think she's going through... Um, She's going she's going through stages of denial. Uh, you know, this is actually not to be funny. I think she's going through what um Taraji P. Henson's character was going through in Tyler Perry's acrimony. Ooh. I'm just confused because I don't know, bro. At least at least two weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Everything was good in the We got hood. news. We got news that they were divorced. Right. They were no longer together. The papers were filed. Now, me and you did sit on this podcast. I was in Virginia at the time. We did sit on this podcast, and we said that we didn't put much stock into the divorce papers. Right. However, she did file for a divorce. And this is exactly the point that me and you spoke about, where where people in a relationship do extreme things saying that they're ending the relationship, hoping that the extreme action... Right. Is going to make you be or do whatever it is that is going to then make them happy again. And in this case, I am assuming the divorce papers weren't actually because she wanted to divorce this man, but more so because they were in a heated argument and she wanted to teach him a lesson. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but if anybody is using divorce, if yeah. anybody is using breakup, Wrong if tactic. anybody is using any of those type of things to then make somebody else act how you quote-unquote want them to act, you're hustling backwards, Yeah, like Distinguished just said. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So you semi-divorce him. He's out doing whatever he's doing for his birthday party. You, you get wind of it. Uh, uh, according to the young lady, they weren't having sex, but you get wind of him spending time with a young woman and you assume or maybe you have more knowledge than we do that they were actually intimate and then you just go off on him on the internet. But last I heard, y'all niggas wasn't together. So I'm confused. But then the piece that she did throw in there that if it is true, which I don't know, she might have just threw it in there for sympathy points, um, is that their young child is in the hospital, is yeah, in the ICU. When, yeah, when she, um, when she put the child in the ICU... I was like, I couldn't be, I personally couldn't be out nowhere celebrating knowing that my child's in the eye. Nigga, my only celebration is in prayer. 
to God for yeah. trying to make sure my my child actually has a chance in this world. Me personally. Yeah. Now, now if all of that information is true, meaning he was aware, uh, the situation is dire, whatever else that we may not be aware of, then yeah, that's that's nasty to be in Miami, partying it up, and you haven't visited in four days. Um, but unfortunately, I can't really trust anything that Erica is saying in this because it feels more like an emotional attack than it feels like an actual I'm done with this dude. Right. And like he let me tell the world how terrible of an individual is. It feels more so like I'm gonna paint this picture because I don't even have all of the puzzle pieces that I am putting together here. I'm just saying, oh, he's smashing this girl. Shorty says, I'm not smashing your man. Like, and then it's like, wait, but when did he become your man again? I'm just confused. Uh, <laughs> I just think shit like that is confusing to me, bro. But I think the overall point that we made the first time they got, quote unquote, the divorce papers filed in is relevant even more so in what's happening now. And that is simply, again, do not hold emotional actions over a person's head if that's not what you really mean. Do not break up with that person if you don't really want to break up. Because that that person might look you right back in the face and say, okay. And then that's that. That's the end of it. You can't tell me you don't want me and then think that that's supposed to make me fight for you harder. Yeah, I think... Some people... I, I think... The, I, I, like, I honestly, honestly think deep down inside, if you know in your heart you did not want to break up with the person that you broke up with. You got to really calm the fuck down if you see that person doing whatever the fuck they doing. Don't start throwing other shit in there because other shit is going on that y'all had that didn't, that, that didn't really fully get resolved to think that you're going to try to hurt me. Because now, for me personally, I'm at an age now where if you break up with me and I know deep down inside that, you really wanted to be with me. And I'm not talking about because I did something or I wanted something that you didn't want. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, you just felt like it wasn't going to work. I'll be damned if you fucking start wilding out on social media. I'm sorry. You might you might actually see another side of me, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't As, understand especially, it. Don't understand, espe- don't. especially if I know what you're doing on social media, you really don't do this. You you actually acting out a character. You this this ain't you. You doing this shit for clout. You doing this shit to clown me because you really hurt. You trying to deflect how hurt you are by throwing me under the bus online. Don't do that, baby girl. And we got kids. There's kids involved. What the fuck are you doing? Are you have you lost your mind? Yeah, you definitely lost your mind. Because it at the very least, none of that was for Instagram. No, that hell was a no. call or text to Safari if that's how you really felt. Um, in terms of a mature way to handle that, going online, the only way I can see that remotely being an option is if you have been calling and texting him and he's just ignoring you. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I'm neither one of them, so right. I don't really know the intimacy of what was happening there. But what I do know is that there were allegations thrown out that don't seem to have any merit to them. I.e., the him sleeping with homegirl, um, and that didn't seem to really pan out. So that just alludes to me that there are more just random allegations in the uh, account of what she is putting online. It doesn't seem like it's factual. It just seems more so like 
I'm upset. I see you with another chick. Um, I'm going to assume that you're dealing with her when I want you to be with me while we're going through whatever it is that we're going through. We're clearly going through something, whether it is that we're trying to figure out if we're going to stay together or break up, if we actually are going to stay together, but uh, we're, one of us is having a moment. Maybe I'm not in it or maybe you're not in it, but one of us is having a fucking moment and we need to just weather this storm. Whatever it is that y'all are going through, it needs to just be handled differently than for social media because I've seen a lot of comments where people are like, all right, clearly they setting up the storyline for Love and Hip Hop. When is that coming out? Like, And that's what it does feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I... I just hope that Mr. Samuels and 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 Miss, you know, Mrs. Mina, uh, figure y'all shit out, man. And you know, to all these celebrity couples, even if you're not a celebrity couple, you got to stop putting shit online. I mean, you're giving us great content. We definitely appreciate it, but you yeah, just love y'all. you just got yourself just looking crazy out here. And the cry for help is real. Um, prayers up for the child that's in the ICU. Um, and hopefully Safari's not ducking and dodging calls, you know. And every time she 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 calls him, she hears the voice the voicemail. Shit, you know. Hopefully she's not getting hit with that. Um, or stunt man, you know. <laughs> that's that, that that's just, <laughs> that's just added insult to injury. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully they work it out. I mean, if not, damn, you know, uh, you guys got a kid out of it. Two two kids. Well, another fucking I don't know what's happening here. This this story came out and it seems to either have been swept under the rug or I I don't know, it's another one of them slow leak situations. Um but little Uzi Vert apparently got into a fight with St. John and apparently at the same time assaulted his ex-girlfriend Brittany Bird. Now if I'm not mistaken, the the song "Exo Tour Life" is regarding Britney okay. and the breakup that they had. And "Exo Tour Life" is that to push me to the edge? Yeah, all my friends are dead. Oh shit! Yeah. So apparently, after that, I him and Britney have been on decent terms, but not. Obviously not dealing with each other like that. And then JT was throwing out subs at Britney saying that she's obsessed with Uzi. And like all of that down, like that died down. No, JT is obsessed with fucking Uzi. Shit. Yeah. And it died down and Britney Bird was seen having business dealings with St. John. Now there's a video floating around where she's in a vehicle with St. John and they're laughing and they're joking, having a good conversation. And then apparently in this particular incident, St. John and Brittany were at some restaurant slash cafe talking business. Uzi somehow knew that they were there or somehow saw them and hopped out of whatever vehicle he was in and I guess started to go back and forth with Brittany. And at some point, there's allegations of him punching her. And there's allegations of him pulling out a gun and pointing it at her. And apparently that's when St. John got involved and whatever. Oh, shit. Now, it's been about two or three days since this shit came out. 
ain't hear nothing about an arrest for Uzi. I ain't hear nothing about charges. So I don't know what the fuck is happening. But if this shit is all true, this nigga Uzi got to go, bro. I'm sorry. This is what I'm starting to realize. In every single artist, I don't even know if it's still even called artist development, whatever whatever package these artists is being signed up or being brought under management, you know, record label, PR, whatever, in that budget on some real shit, not even joking, there needs to be a budget dedicated to counselor and therapy sessions because these artists are, I mean, we, we, we hear about it and we see it more and more and more. I mean, you, you, you listen to their music. You see the tattoos. Um, you see the places that they go to, you know, to, you know, be around, you know, their people, you know, the, the weed, the smoking, the guns, the, you know, the, the liquor, the, you know, hidden houses, you know, the private jets, you know, the, you know, baby mama drama. These artists, men and women, or whatever, you know, people are identifying themselves these days, whatever pronouns, you know, love is love, need therapy, need a counselor, need somebody to talk to, because I think people for so long have been in their own head with their own thoughts that by the time they put it on the music, I hope we all know we're just getting the end result. That record that we're hearing on the radio for months on end, that record is probably fucking five years old. All they did was probably change the fucking hook or change a verse. We getting the end product of it. In terms of whatever quote-unquote new music, I don't even think there's nothing as new music. By the time we get it, it's old music. It's old. It's new to us. It's old, though. They're putting their pain, their anxiety, their frustrations, their, their emotions in these records, you know, Uzi in particular, I mean, a lot of his music to me is between Turn Up and Dark. And he finds, like, the Turn Up beats to put the real dark shit in, which uh, which has been, like, the masking of what a lot of these artists have been doing for quite some time. Like, these artists are really in pain, and I don't think the record execs or whoever is in their circle camp, even dating them, is being honest and fully transparent about, like, yo, you know, this is like the... You know, this could be the 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 brink of this person's demise. I mean, Tupac willingly talked about, willingly talked about suicide and commit a lot of his music. You know, Biggie. You know, you know, so so on and so forth. You know, I, I think these artists really need a therapist because if we're gonna sweep this Uzi shit under the rug, we just as fucked up as Uzi. I'm sorry. So the official report or. This is from the Shade Room, at least. Okay. Uh, Brianna is Britney Bird's manager, and Brianna told us that Uzi started physically assaulting Britney. This was after her manager claims that he threatened her with a gun and pointed it at her chest. After that, he allegedly punched her in the face repeatedly and proceeded to, and then you got to click into their bio for the rest of it. Um, God damn. She also said that Britney is not dating St. John. And the two were only work, working together despite rumors online. Um, earlier this year in March, the two were spotted in Los Angeles. Brittany explained that, I mean, Brianna explained that Brittany was just having a business meeting with St. John um, before the incident happened. So, 
I don't know. And he apparently went after Saint. He went after Britney and not Saint. So again, right. you, you jumped out of a car to confront a woman when you're mad at her moving on. When you have a whole girlfriend and there's another dude right there. So you went to fight a girl. If this actually, uh, if this actually really happened, uh, JT needs to um, bounce. She, she needs yeah, to. and they've been partying in the club and yeah, having they, a yeah, grand they, old time uh, this, they, They've this been partying because uh, sources are alluding to the fact that um, Bobby Schmurder and uh, Uzi might have a new record out on the way. And they're also saying Bobby actually might have a brand new project about to drop any day now. I've seen niggas, you know, in all white, you know, living their best life. I'm like, nigga, didn't you just allegedly hit somebody the other day that was a woman? What the fuck you partying for? I don't fucking know, bro. I'm mad confused. Yeah, I'm super confused about this story. It it, it came out, went away real quick. I real mean, it's quick, still on bro. the Shade Room page, but there's like 50,000 things that bury in that story all the way down. So I don't know if some money was exchanged, and it's like, don't get rid of the story, but make sure that shit go away. Niggas I'm is probably saying... Much. Please, you know, you know, give us as much as you can regarding this story, but not too much because, you know, this nigga got a new project about to drop. You know, save, save that shit after. I don't know if maybe this incident never happened and somebody found out because I just don't see like how I don't see how everybody just partying like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> if you if you allegedly went around, pulled a gun out on a girl, punched this girl. And then went back to your girlfriend and she don't feel no type of way that I have too many questions. So maybe this story didn't. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is, uh, I don't know, blown out of proportion. Maybe the shade room got it wrong. I don't know. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like this shit happened. Um, But I guess we'll get some more clarity on that. This shit is weird to me. Uh, Uzi, please get help, brother. This is this is one too many, bro. Yeah, this is disturbing. Honestly, yeah. it's disturbing for me. I don't, I don't. I never like information like this coming out. This dude is too big of a star to even be playing around with none of this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and obviously, assaulting women is is horrific. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But he need two pieces and a biscuit if if this shit happened and jail time. Oh yeah, facts. Um, facts. So before we wrap up, we're gonna get into our gender war uh, for this week. <laughs> Distinguished put this joint in the chat, and so we gonna we gonna talk about this one. Um, let's see, let's see if I can find the clip and play it. Oh yeah, this shit was deep in the chat, right? Uh, uh yeah. so so apparently uh the eight at the table, which has been blowing up recently with a bunch of different interesting topics. I feel like this piece is from an old topic though. I feel like this topic might have been a, a similar topic that they were already talking about, and this is just a new piece that they kind of let out on social media. But they were talking about like essentially. What would some women rather? Would you rather be, if you had to choose, would you rather be with a man who has money or would you rather be with a man who you could trust, who is trustworthy? Yeah. 
this was definitely an old topic because they that they 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 had other people answering, and I feel like at that particular time when those people were answering, it was a bit more vulgar. This one was actually less. This was less vulgarity. It was more straight thinking, and I feel like they also did something production wise. Like I feel like they cut back on the wine and the liquor. So shout out to Eight at the Table. Yeah, they, they, you you could you could tell this, this, they trying to get a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which by oh, the let way, let me play the clip. Yeah, 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 play the clip. Let me get this this clip going. Oh, hold up, let me pull this back. That this man has the mentality of a four. Yeah, like let's keep it like, hold on. I'm just saying, like, hold on. Okay. like, like hold on. The says, this yeah. is very, it's very abrasive, and I literally just like. I feel like there has to be more of an emphasis on this, like, really coexisting between the partnership. Like, the materialism, like, that is what lies within the superficial thing that we're talking about. The superficial aspect, the superficial love. It's all within this, the clothes, the jewelry, all these, but like, But that these just goes gifts. back to your love language. So, if yeah, my love, like, if my so, love so, language... Okay, hold, on, wait, not hold on, we're going to stop right there because there's two points that I think we need to talk about before we even get to the other aspect of this conversation. What love language is she talking about? <laughs> I actually have no fucking idea. Hold on. Let's pull up the five. Let's pull up the five love languages. because yeah, there's five. There's, I'm, I'm fucking confused. There's gifting. There's words of affirmation. There's acts of service. Um, and there, there, there's two more. Uh, we gonna. I'm about to Google this yeah, shit right yeah, now. Google it out. So again, we got. So again, we have we have words of affirmation. Uh, we have acts of we have uh, acts of service. We have gifts. We have quality time. And there's one more. All right. So, what are the five love? So, as you have said. Um, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, yeah, there's one acts of service, and receiving gifts. There's no love language that says materialism. Now, okay, let me not be as uh, stringent, and let's say that she's talking about receiving gifts. She's definitely talking about let's, that, let, bro. Let's say it was gift giving. This word and realm of like you have to have a man that or well we'll get we'll get into the type of gifts because she has a particular type of gift that she's talking about but i think the young lady made a the the first young lady made an excellent point and i think this is the point that i feel like most men when they talk about these things are getting at maybe we don't always say it but it's about materialism you don't want dudes to be objectifying you. You don't want us to be superficial with the love that we give, which typically ends up expressing itself as desiring somebody solely for sex. But in, in the same instance, you're leading with materialism by telling a man the best way to catch your attention is to flaunt money so flaunt a certain type of clothing, a certain type of car, and a certain type of lifestyle that only 10% of Americans actually can live or upkeep. 
And so what tends to happen is either A, you find some dude who's going to front and scam and do all this shit and that only leads to a certain amount of time. Or you end up in a relationship that has a lot of superficial foundations instead of actual foundations. Right. And so I think a lot of men, when they hear a woman say, like, they want this as a preference, it it just comes off as, are you superficial? Are you telling me that you want a superficial partner relationship? Because it's not a partnership, which is what the young lady was saying. Do you want a relationship where it's just based off of me giving you money and gifts and you giving me sex? And then the secondary is me taking care of you emotionally and being invested in you as a human being and wanting to make sure that you are good and, and loved and fulfilled. Is that secondary to just making sure are you you're going to be happier and you're going to shut up if I just give you a Balenciaga bag every three months? Mm. Is that what this relate? So I think that that's where a lot of men kind of get confused. Now, the, the other lady does make a point later on that we could we'll talk about. But she she says. Well, somebody in the comment section was basically saying, like, when a woman says that this is what she prefers, it doesn't necessarily mean that she's not also bringing that to the table. So in that instance, I can understand, yes, definitely wanting someone who can equally give you what you can give them. Right. Like, if you want a man that can give you a Fendi bag because on for his birthday, you are going to Louis Vuitton him up. You don't want to be with a man that you want to Louis Vuitton him up and he's going to give you something from Marshalls every time and you looking at him like, all right, like, do you not have Louis money to do back to me? I can understand that. Yes, I can see that becoming a conflict. But oftentimes, this conversation isn't framed that way. Right. But um, I'm going to give it to you, bro. I know you, you wanted to add something. I mean, I just think at the end of the day, um, you're dating what you want. You're not dating who you're with. I feel like that's really what it boils down to. Mm. Yeah, I feel like, damn, niggas is potting. Um, I just feel like uh, you get to a point with whoever you're with, doesn't matter how long you're with them or not, and you just realize there's certain stuff that comes with this person that a part of you feels like you've transcended your feelings from the person directly to what the lifestyle that comes with them is offering you. Because by default, you're mm. benefiting, whether you want to accept that or not. And at the end of the day, you start to kind of remove yourself from what are you bringing to the table and what are they bringing to the table versus how you came to the table and what the fuck you saw there. And then you realize, all right, what you needed to do, what you needed to say, how you needed to dress, how you needed to talk, how you needed to act to get more. Even if you knew that wasn't really a part of the agreement from the jump street or that wasn't something that was necessarily discussed, but you, 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 you just got a way of doing it. Like prime example. I mean, there's definitely people that I've dealt with that I knew that if I did certain things, not doing it just to do it, but doing it because I know they like it, there's going to be more things that I can get, which I probably should never have gotten from the situation that we was in, whether we defined it as a relationship or whether we defined it as a situationship. But I knew if I kept doing these things, even if I'm like not in a position to really uh, be privileged to get it, 
I just know if I say this thing, if I do this thing, if I do this gesture, if I get my hair cut on this day, if I, you know, ask them a million and one questions about their family on a particular day that I know something is coming up, there's going to be certain things I get. And I feel like women are always, by default, going to be greater than men at doing that. So I say all that to say, yes, the love languages is a thing that does exist. But if you know that person and you've learned their habits enough, yo, you could sell salt to a slug. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the gifting uh, category in love languages. I like to be gifted and I like to gift. Um, and gifting definitely depends on the individual. Some people would love Fendi. Some people would rather trip. Some people would rather get something that they feel is going to benefit them. And so, yes, in that aspect and instance of things, you know, if you bump into a woman and you realize that the gifts that make her happy are just expensive things, then cool. But I also think at the end of the day that that devalues people who are in the gifting category because I don't think it's all about just expensive things because when we, if we really want to break it down, what do the expensive things do for you? No, nothing. Come Why on. is it? Why is it that you want the expensive things? And a lot of times the answers are because of the status that you think you are representing by wearing said expensive things. You think by having a Chanel bag and Gucci, uh, a Gucci dress and some Prada shoes or whatever, some red bottoms, you think that you're exuding to other people that you make this type of money and you can step out the house worth $10,000, sorry, $10,000 worth of clothes and jewelry and things. And for what? That becomes the question. When those are the gifts that you want and you say, I just like expensive things, why? That that's the only that's the only thing I'm not saying to anybody cuz I like expensive things. I'm not saying to anybody that they don't deserve expensive things or they shouldn't want it. But I do think that some people have to question why is it that you are so fixated on a person spending $5,000 on you for you to be happy in that relationship consistently. Now again, if this is like more of a I want somebody to match my lifestyle, that's not even a conversation. You should date someone who can match your lifestyle. I think that that I is agree. very important. I agree. And I'm speaking from experience now. Now, yeah, and probably not before. I'll be like, uh, I don't know. Now, yeah, you got to you gotta cut. That, 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 that's just what it is. <laughs> that's just what it is. Bro, you can't, you can't, you can't always want to go on vacation. And then the person that you're with is a homebody. They don't like going nowhere. That's a fact. That's going to cause a conflict at some point in time between you and that individual. Because you might be like, yo, let's fly out to France. And they might be like, nigga, I'm not trying to do that. That doesn't make me happy. I hate packing. I hate getting on planes. Like, I don't want to do that. That's, that's and you're going to be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm going to do it by myself. 
Or you're going to say to yourself, well, all right, uh, I'm going to go with my friends and there's going to end up being a disconnect. So, yeah, lifestyle has to match to some extent. Opposites attract sometimes, absolutely, and you don't have to 100% be like your partner. But there are certain lifestyle things, again, if I'm making 100K a year and I'm gifting my partner stuff worth thousands of dollars and then every time my birthday come along, they just give me a $2 card. Now, I'm not the type of person that is going to look at that and be like, what the fuck? But I can see that causing a rift at some point. Right. Where it's like, damn, I like to be gifted expensive. If you giving me a $2 card, but my best friend is out here, who's a girl, is out here talking about, I just got you tickets to go to the U.S. Open, it might cause a strain on the relationship. I could just see that that happening. You know, so yeah, lifestyle, definitely. But just... Focused on certain materials, and if this person is not hitting you with five racks every two weeks, and I don't know. Some of these numbers just seem crazy inflated. That's all. Some of these lifestyles that y'all want to live just seem crazy inflated, and I, there's a question around. Y'all want to live why? lifestyles, and y'all ain't got none of that type of lifestyle money in, even in your savings account, let alone a savings account, but it's crazy. Y'all ain't never seen no nigga with that lifestyle. <laughs> y'all ain't never seen. If you have seen that, I, kudos to you. Absolutely. But I do also think that there are other values that are added. So let's let's let her finish off her her point. Everybody is wearing Balenciaga or whatever. If not if not everybody's wearing Balenciaga, and not everybody's trustworthy, like which one would you prefer? Would you prefer him to buy you like that gift, or would you prefer him to actually just be a trustworthy man? I don't know how happy you are in a relationship struggling. I don't know how happy you are. You may be very comfortable there. Well, you know what? We're going to get out of this. Why do I have to choose? That's the first thing. Hold up. It's another thing. Why is why is someone not buying you Balenciaga mean that you're struggling? Um, uh, she lost me with that one. Yo, bro. You know, what she just said is triggering like that. Oh, boy. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Why do I have to choose? You're basically saying, I want the fucking world. But in reality, let's face it. At some point, everything in the world you're not going to want. So really and truly, you got to ask yourself, do you actually want the world and you want the other thing and you want... Because you're going to have to choose. And then at the same time, you're saying that shit now, deep down inside, like when you actually really become whoever you're destined to be, I guarantee nine out of ten, that shit not going. You're gonna be looking back at that Balenciaga, like, why the fuck did I get this shit? Or why the fuck do I have ten of these shits? The fucking value. Bro, it's all trends. It's trends and bullshit. That's why I say you have to ask yourself why you want those things. If you want a ten million dollar house and you want a nigga that could provide you with a ten million dollar house, I'm not gonna question you on that. If that's the lifestyle that you want to live, like I get it. Like you want to live in a, you want to live in a really, really nice place that has a lot of amenities where shit, you may not even have to leave your house. I am not going to question you on that. If you want a Balenciaga bag, what is the reason you want the bag? You just want it for a status. You just wanted to quote unquote shit on these hoes. Like, you, you wanted to, to look like you were living a lifestyle that maybe you're not really living. And me buying and it back you for you. And maybe you are living it. And me buying it back for you, doesn't that do more 
for your ego than it does my pocket. I mean, I bought it for you, but I just gave you something that you, you probably couldn't even get on your own. And now, now that I gave it to you, what does that actually do for you? What what what, what does you wearing the bag now do for us? Shit, what the fuck did me buying it for you do for me? Now, granted, again, if you live in a lifestyle, right? That's different. That's different. If 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 we both making a hundred k and you just used to buying yourself Gucci Louis Prada, and this is see, this is the part that be, this is where the divide is, because yes, some of you women <laughs> are used to buying Gucci Prada, Chanel maybe, but also. Not paying your rent. Yo. Also, declining on credit also, cards. Maxing them bitches out. Come on. Also, sleeping on an air mattress. Yo. So, yeah. Sleeping on a sofa you for like get, five years. What's up? So, yeah, you are used to the Balenci and the Chanel, and you've been doing it for yourself for X amount of time, but then you might come across a nigga who might be physically responsible and might say to himself, uh... Instead of me spending five racks on a bag, why don't I? Sp- why don't we save that five racks and get a house? You don't think that makes more sense? And then you get tight at the nigga talking about he's a broke nigga and he don't want to spend money on you. Or she gonna say that favorite line? I mean, nigga, if you broke, just say that then. Right. Now it's different if you buying yourself Louis Gucci Prada Chanel whatever else. And you able to maintain your lifestyle and you able to live good and whatever. Why the hell would you want to downgrade? I'm a I'm with you. Yeah. Why would you want to be with somebody who can't provide to you the same thing that you could provide to yourself and still live however it is that you live in? Paying your rent on time, got your car note, you know what I mean? Everything Gucci, your bills are paid on time, and you able to when you want to be like, damn, I want to go get me a da 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 da. I just want to go get that, and I just that's for me. Like, I'm not questioning that. I'm I'm just questioning the people that have been out here using certain uh, fucking social media verbiage to make it seem like every nigga in the world who it might be like, yo, before we go buy that, why don't we think about doing this? Or not even, ta- not even declining you a bag, but just the mentality of always thinking that a nigga got to buy you some crazy expensive shit. Otherwise, he's no good. And then you preferring, which we'll get to now, you preferring to get with a nigga who, or telling the shorty that why if you are good and comfortable with struggling, then I don't know how comfortable you are with that. But if if you're good in that, then cool. I don't like to struggle. She ain't mentioned struggle. She said it's a if you had to choose between a trustworthy individual and a nigga who is going to give you Balenciaga all the time, and they at the same level, like who would you choose? So we 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 we'll just play the rest of this clip. <laughs> Choose. That's the first thing. Why can't I have a trustworthy right, dude right, that brings the Balenciaga? I be, I, prefer, I prefer the Balenciaga. <laughs> it's not just the answer because that'll be the fucking clip that you take that says, "Do you choose trust?" She's, she's screaming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she said she said she preferred she Balenciaga yeah, or. And it's so crazy. A lot of women would choose that Balenciaga. Yo, do what you got to do, sis. And I agree. You probably can get both. But it's going to take you a very long time if if you're not in that circle already. And I think that that is the... That's where we're speaking. 
bro. That's who we're speaking to, bro. We're basically saying the value of the bag weighs more than the value of the trust in the person that's buying the bag. Do you know how scary this is? That is crazy. That to me sound yeah to me that logic yo that means now I gotta go deeper and philosophical with the shit. The value of the bag in your mind outside of the person buying it is more trustworthy for you than the person actually being trustworthy who went in their pocket and put the money on the table to get the bag. You got more trust in the bag than you do. That means... If you want to go down to a, a familial aspect of things, that means that you put more faith in financial stability than you do in the values of what may make up your family life. Meaning your husband can can go and cheat and be a liar about it. Your husband can teach your children how to not be trustworthy. Your husband can do all types of shit that may get the family caught up in some shit way down the road. And all of that will be okay with you as long as the finances are stable for the duration of time that they stay stable. Mm. Because there's nothing that stays one way or another for forever. And the reason why I'm saying that is because this opens the door to some women going and, mm-hmm. dr- and dating drug dealers, gangbangers, scammers, whatever else, scammers. We know. And just because the money is long for three to six months before this nigga get locked up, you're okay with them living this lifestyle where you know they're hurting people. Like, I'm talking about scammers. In my, my mind, I have scammers. They're living a lifestyle where they're taking money from whoever. You might be about to pay your rent. You go to your fucking de- your account and you realize you you got zero dollars in there because a scammer Joey Zoe then fucking took all your bread and now you yeah to go buy a Balenciaga bag. He bought you the Balenciaga. This family over here can't pay their rent. For whatever, now they're behind on the rent, and you're happy, and then the feds come in six months and 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 cook everybody out. Damn, and I that just opens the door for that. Yeah, it it opens the door because you you don't care about the value of the man, you care about the value of the money. That's scary. That's scary. That that is what I don't think certain people understand when they have these type of conversations. And I get it. Like, I've heard that some people, they say this because they've been in a place of struggle for so long Mm -hmm. that it's like they're traumatized. It's PTSD. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nights of maybe being in a family where they didn't eat for three days. And was that pain of not eating for three days to them is worse than the pain of finding out that their significant other is cheating or doing something that they don't like. 
So, I mean, there's that aspect of it, too, just to be fair. Yeah. I don't know. We in a we in a weird time, bro. What's the uh what's the tough knot? Tough knot is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, choose how you're living that day wisely. You know, there could be something that you did yesterday that it's affecting your entire day or something you do today is about to affect your entire future. So, you know, just like the good brother was saying earlier, you know, Let's really be mindful of what we're doing and how we're doing it, you know, because fuck it, these days is not coming back. And there are a lot of things that, you know, we've been taught, like those saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, words might not hurt you, but they're going to hurt somebody else. And because of how hurt that person was from your words, in a few years, your words are going to come back and they're going to hurt you 10 times worse. What would dad say? Uh, dad would say, stop prioritizing people in a way that they're not prioritizing you. Mm. And I think that that is one of the more important things that we don't speak about. Because it prevents you from giving your attention to people that don't deserve it and allows you to give it to people who actually do deserve it. So mm. I know for me... There's been plenty of times where I prioritize my energy in women that could give two fucks if I was in their life, friends that weren't able to appreciate me being in their life, like just a lot of different people, even fucking workplaces that don't know what to do with what they have. And when you prioritize those things, whether it is because you think you have to in the instance of work, when you feel like, damn, I need this money, so I got to make sure that this job gets X, Y, and Z. When it's friends, when it's like maybe you just lonely, so you decide you want to just text random people just to feel like you are attached, or whether it's keep giving your attention to an individual uh, romantically that may either show you that they aren't 100% invested in the romance as you are. And that can take on various forms. That could be the dating phase where you keep throwing out ideas to see this person and this person doesn't really respond to that that much. Or you feel like you're communicating a lot. You're always the one to quote-unquote text first. Or you're always the one to call or whatever. And they, they don't really give you that energy back. They don't contact you. They don't hit you up. They don't do anything like that. In some circles, we call that take the hint. But in other circles, it's understand that you are prioritizing that individual in a way that they're not prioritizing you. And when you look at that and you understand that, then you have to reevaluate what you're actually doing. Because there might be somebody else, maybe that's already in your circle or maybe you haven't found yet, that if you took that energy away from prioritizing the person that clearly doesn't want it and you start giving it to them, you might find what you're looking for. Same thing with that job. You putting all your energy into a, a job that just can't appreciate you no matter what it is that you do. You might need to put your energy into finding a new job. Facts. And those friends that can't appreciate you or don't, don't really, you know what I mean? They don't give you the same energy. You want to hang out and they always dubbing your shit. 
Maybe if you put some energy into either A, yourself, or B, maybe finding some new people, you might learn to stop feeling that way. You might learn to elevate your circle. You might learn to elevate your life with the job, and you might learn to elevate your romantic experiences. So start prioritizing people the same way they prioritize you. This is another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. We are out of here, y'all. Peace.